0: These people could be any age. They're not like people who are in Whelan's in Dublin on a Monday night. They're not yeah. student They're not young. They could be anyone. They could be, you know, staunch Catholics or whatever. And I was like, I need to not change a bit of what I'm going to say. And I'm going to talk about bumholes and they're going to enjoy it. You have to do that and just kind of go, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So, yeah.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fin Interviews. I'm your host Connor Finn, and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people. I know you know Score by Night. I know the Score by Night, and if you don't, you should go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes. They're all available. I think there's about any two of them. And remember to give us a five star review, a little rating, and remember to subscribe so you never miss another episode on the show this week. I was thrilled to welcome on the beautiful, the stunning, the stand up comedian, writer, and presenter that is Shane Daniel Byrne. Woo! We chatted all about Shane's journey from internet comedian to stand up comic, how his whole career in the arts was formed by none other than water skiing, and we bonded over the traumas of being theatre kids and why. He will never let an audience change his humour, even if it's about buttholes. Shane was such a lovely guest to have on the show, someone who I've been admiring for a long time now, and to have a little sit down and chat was just such a pleasure. I think I giggled for 95% of the show, which isn't so uncommon for this kind of podcast, but Shane is really one of those ones who's just naturally funny and you cannot stop whenever he gets on a roll. I mean, I I definitely didn't stop whenever he was on a roll there but without giving away too much of the podcast please do enjoy this latest episode of interviews with the wonderful shane daniel byrne well welcome back to another episode of fin interviews on the show this week i am thrilled after no te- technical difficulty at all this is like the first time this ever happened uh shane daniel byrne how's it going shane
0: Hi there. Thank you very much for having me on the Few Interviews podcast.
1: You're more than welcome. Now, Shane, usually I have to give people a bit of a rundown with the show. Tell them, you know, what's in, what's out, kind of like how I run this. But I've heard that you're actually um, quite the avid listener of the podcast. I mean, I've been used in some resource materials.
0: Well, I do listen to, I try to listen to other comedians talking on podcasts. I think it's good for to know what's going on what everyone's thinking mm. <laughs> um so I do try and listen to that um but sometimes it does become boring because actually as I've got uh, during the pandemic it was nice mm. and you see what other comedians were talking about but then as you've as I've been gigging more as you've been doing different things making shows whatever that you mm. realize you start to get to know the people and then it's like really boring listen mm. to your friends on podcasts isn't actually that exciting <laughs> it's like yeah I know that about you yeah I've seen you do that joke on stage yeah yeah so uh, yeah, so I keep abreast of what's going on I keep abreast
1: <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I tried to listen to the podcast, Connor, And I got two minutes and I gave up
0: <laughs> No, I listened to a few episodes, so there so Good,
1: alright, alright, I'll take it, I'll take it Well, now Shane, I mean, you're familiar with the lore of this podcast um, So, I mean, surely this will come with no surprise I'm going to kick straight off with Ask you to maybe introduce yourself to On the rare occasion that somebody hasn't heard of Shane Daniel Byrne I mean, tell us a bit about yourself Where you're from, background, what you are known for
0: I'm Shane Daniel Byrne um, I'm 18 plus plus. Um, I'm a comedian a stand-up comedian and for a long time I was an internet comedian and, and now I'm a stand-up comedian again and less of an internet comedian um, yeah and I'm I do what else do I do yeah I do I don't have a podcast like I feel like I really should have one but then I don't know I just it seems Sorry. like even like when I do podcasts with on people's podcasts what, what's my, wrong with you? What's my, my wrong research
1: with you? is shocking I genuinely have like died here be like oh yeah no podcasts have, like, a, a, are you are you sure I think there may be another Daniel Byrne out there with a podcast in
0: okay well I'm going to kill him no um, <laughs> no I mean I've been on a lot of podcasts I joked at one point during the at the start, the first lockdown or something. I was like, someone put me on your podcast. The whole point I became a comedian was I can go on podcasts. And now I've done so many. I'm just like, Whatever. It's just whatever. You asked me for this yesterday and I'm like, Yeah, one lock it down. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, And no, I don't have a podcast. I know I should. I know I should. Honestly, I'd like to yeah. have one, maybe like small series that pops up every now and then—four, hmm. three, four episodes, like kind of like um, Channel Four vibes, rather than American blockbuster TV hmm. that goes on for twelve seasons. Yeah,
1: that yeah, that does make sense. Um, see, I didn't get that memo, and I've just decided I'll just keep on doing this until I die. So um, at least you're, you know, aware of the situation and stuff like that. Anyways,
0: I don't know how you do it. It's relentless having to be talking to people and sending messages. I don't know. I'd be sick of it.
1: It's torture, honestly, and I've always said that. Um, but I suppose, yeah. I mean, comedian um coming into stand up, um, I mean, even you're saying about mini series, even your latest RT series, Love Bites, I was watching and Divine, Michael Fry, just earlier before this. I mean, you're have many hats sitting on your head at the moment. But I suppose coming from a world I, as you said, you know, was like mainly online into stand up, into all these other different avenues. When did you first get into this realm of entertainment and comedy, first and foremost? Like, was it something that kind of always gravitated towards? Or, I mean, was there potentially another path in mind where, you know, you're like ticking off like the parents' checklist, being like, yeah, I'm a pharmacist or whatever like this. Like, was was that ever going to be a route for you?
0: Well, sadly, I never ticked off any checklist that my parents had. So I do apologize (laughs) to them for that. Not one thing. My dad thought I should do law. And then, you know, I don't know. Where did you go to school in the north or the south?
1: I went up north, yeah.
0: So in in transition, you're here in fourth year in, in the in the South, they have like um, you do like a year of wasting time. Oh. But uh, they do these tests, those aptitude tests like American school. And then my dad was like, you should do law. And then you, I didn't everyone got like three jobs and my mm. I didn't get any jobs. He just said, yes, yeah, study law. And then I was like, OK, so that was kind of disappointing to me that my dad was right. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, but I did. I was in youth theater as a teenager and I think Everything kind of stems from from that. So it all leads out from there. Actually, I was on, do you know how I get into that youth theater? I was on a Venture Scout camp, right? And they had this day. Okay. I, can't, I think I told this in a podcast before. It doesn't matter. And they had this day where you, you go down to Cork for the National Venture Scout camp. And what you're going to do that day, you pick it out of a bag, you pick a ticket for whatever activity you're going to do. And I got oh, water yeah. skiing and then on the water skiing so I picked it randomly out of a thing and then on a the water skiing and um, this girl we were both in this thing called the Gaiety School of Acting which was uh-huh. kind of expensive and then she was <laughs> like I was like I'm gonna audition for the Saturday class instead and she's like yeah you should and then I said also there's Dublin Youth Theatre I heard of as well maybe that's good and she said oh that's way better so then when I got home from the camp I rang the Dublin Youth Theatre on the Monday and then she rang back and said They have auditions on the Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Mm -hmm. And I auditioned for it. And I got in the first year I tried and then made loads of great friends, learned about theater, formed a theater company out of that. So basically everything I've ever done is based on me picking water skiing out of it, out of the bag. Honestly,
1: yeah. Like nobody sees water skiing as, you know, I mean, essentially a stepping stone into the world of theater and acting. And I think that's a shame.
0: You know, water skiing has a huge impact on contemporary (laughs) theater. It really does. No, it does. So I did that. But then I think I used to do that. I I enjoyed that for a while, but it's very difficult. Theater is a very hard thing. Being an actor is very, very difficult and challenging. Not that comedy is easy, but it's a bit more fun. It's a bit more crack all the time. Like the whole point Mm. of it is for crack. So I think I just, I mean, I enjoyed comedy a lot more. I don't know where, I can't think of when I was like, when it started that I was like, I'd love to do comedy every now and then it came into my head but i didn't mm. start comedy until i was like 29 or something and i think that's sometimes that's better some people do it in like their college society mm-hmm. they have like comedy socks and they're you know boys who are think they're really funny go and do comedy whatever but uh no i would have been way too scared at that time of my life but so i think i'm glad i waited because i also feel like i have things to joke about and things i think and uh, opinions on things so i think it's better to start a bit later Yeah I'm always kind of
1: curious with people that kind of come into like this comp or like entertainment I suppose scenes are like the kind of personalities and then they're talking about like it's kind of like Molly May coming out with a book like two years after Love Island and it's kind of like yes I know that like a lot of people follow you or are interested in it but like what have you actually done that type or do you mean like how much can you actually learn at like such a young age like I feel like you get like the kind of real stories or kind of bit of like life experience from, you know, chat to other people that maybe have like lived a bit more than yourself. Um, And I suppose... Absolutely, if you're going in through that kind of theatre scene uh, Speaking as an axe theatre kid myself um, I can only imagine I'm very sorry to hear that I'm so sorry uh, that you went through that Can you so not sorry. see the scars?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're emotional, they're invisible But I know they're there I know they're there You
1: can hear them in the voice, yeah, absolutely He's projecting um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like one of those things that like It takes me well And as you said, you've had all this experience In such a fucking cutthroat field That yeah, feeding into it now I feel like if you have survived one of those kind of mediums um going into this kind of like internet and kind of style thing just makes it, it, it the words a little less daunting going into those kind of realms after you've already dealt with like the live performance realm of everything else
0: i think so i think stage time being on stage as an actor is still is useful to be in comedy mm. there's this thing sometimes comedians don't like when actors become comedians and other comedians are like oh here he comes because sometimes people <laughs> think you know the way like comedians in england or whatever they do comedy for a while and then suddenly they're like a really serious actor like yeah, steve yeah. coogan or something is like a serious actor yeah, as well yeah. as being alan partridge um not that alan partridge isn't great serious acting whatever but you know it's for fun but um yeah, I think it is really useful, but I don't think I don't think it's necessarily every comedian's going to be a good actor or every good actor is going to be a good comedian. Mm. There, has, it's some kind of middle place. Um, I think I'm a better comedian than I was an actor. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, I think it's really useful to have done something else. But it's kind of also the same for comedy. It's kind of useful for have done anything. Yeah. Uh, all all the experiences of your life are useful for comedy because I think a lot of what comedy actually is, if you take away from like some people to have these things that they want so many laughs a minute I don't what do that. yeah they plan out as they're making their sets when they're writing at home they're like plant count how many laughs they're getting in each minute and I don't I think that sounds really stressful and kind of mathematical or something yeah that, that would kind of takes really funny out off. of it
1: like it mean? works
0: it works but I, don't, I think it takes I'm trying to work now at the moment I'm being better at I love when spontaneous things happen or jokes mm. that are off the cuff and I'm trying to it's very hard also to kind of go yeah practice that work on that because what he's supposed <laughs> to do just go okay <laughs> here I go and say nothing like, I don't know. So I'm trying to work on that at the moment, but yeah, yeah. I think planning it out like that wouldn't work for me. Everyone has different approaches, but so many laughs a minute wouldn't work for me. I forget why I started saying that, but uh, yeah, some people do that, but I wouldn't be able to do it. But I think having, I think, oh yeah, what comedy is in general is trying to, is sussing out the room, sussing Mm. out the people in the room and knowing what this particular group of people who are strangers, what this group kind of, what's the group think, what they Mm. might kind of want, what's going to tickle them more than something else. And Mm. It's kind of getting, and you have to know a lot about. I think I feel like I'm obliged to know about uh, what's going on in the news, what's going mm-hmm. on in the world, what's going on in the boring Twitter trends that people are doing. <laughs> it's kind of keeping abreast of all those things, even slang, knowing slang, the current young people's things they talk about, um, or Love Island or whatever. You have to know a bit about everything, I Love yeah. Island or the budget. You have to know both, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does fall under a couple of hats. Maybe that's where they're like, do law. Do you know what I mean? You could like, that's that's where the attitude test is coming to be like, you're going to need to know a, a broad range of kind of numbers and how to calculate comedy, essentially. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know quite a few people who went from being working as solicitors to becoming actors and vice versa. So then I think there is something connected
1: Maybe, maybe some part uh, of the brain or something. <laughs> yeah, either way, or, I'll never know. Um, but I suppose, yeah, come from that kind of field. It sounds like it. It very much fed into naturally your kind of strengths and Aussie being able to read the room, kind of able to suss out. As you said, you know, to like that kind of like. Tapping into what everybody has like on the tip of their tongues or like on top of their minds. Um, but I suppose coming from that, you were talking about other people, what they kind of would like cut into with a comedy, whether they like have more stringent approach or whatever. It's a bit more of a, as you said, you know, trying to gauge your room a little bit. Like, is there any inspiration behind Anything that you're doing in terms of, like, comedy, in in terms of your content that you're putting out there? Is there, like, anyone or anything, like, that particularly, like, influenced you whenever you were, like, taking that step to be, like, right, this is me getting to the scene? Or was it very much, like, look, I'm going to go off, like, the fucking madness I've just seen in my life and we're going to see what happens?
0: I think yeah, I think I go from what I'm interested in. So I think I, I generally I try and go what makes me laugh. I think yeah. that is... So I, that's Higgins, a good reel of
1: Higgins,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a comedian Maeve Higgins said that she was like, try and do do what makes that what you, what you think is funny, and try and also be as close to yourself as possible. And mm. I thought those were, I, I kind of read that very early on, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try and do that then, because that was just seemed to be some advice from a comedian I thought was very funny. So I was like, okay, I'll go with that. So I think that's kind of my approach. But I think you have to kind of what you're interested in. Mm. I think. Do you ever hear someone talk about something that you're not interested in, but they're really passionate about and you kind of get taken in or you watch some documentary about someone who like a documentary about a lighthouse keeper? And you're like, what the hell? I know nothing of this world, but somebody who's very involved in that world, you you kind of get involved with it. It's kind of um, (coughs) uh, it brings you along or something. So Hmm. I think that's the kind of thing you have to apply. Do what makes you laugh and do what you're interested in. And it will read for them. They'll get it. They'll enjoy that. That's what you think or Mm. what's how you feel about something. It's not that it sounds like I'm going out there going, like talking about like serious things or whatever. I generally just have a laugh. But I try and do I try and stay very. You also shouldn't pander to the audience. So I try and do I try and do like be as authentically myself. So I do a lot of things about being a gay man or being a queer person. Mm. And I talk a lot about that. And sometimes people say like, Oh, lo- love that gay stuff, man And I'm like that, I was like, that's not gay stuff That's much my life like, Just like <laughs> My lived experience Like, that's all I'm talking about Like, I'm what I'm. What else Am I going to talk about? Like, so yeah. I, try and, I try and stay true to that And don't worry that It's not for everyone Or that if mm-hmm. You know, I was doing a gig Down in Cat I'm going to name drop now, right? So oh, I was doing a gig it. Down in Cat in Kilkenny And the headline of that gig Was Tommy Tiernan mm-hmm. And I was like these people could be any age. They're not like people who are in Whelan's in Dublin on a Monday night. They're not yeah. studenty. They're not young. They could be anyone. They could be, you know, staunch Catholics or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> I need to not change a bit of what I'm going to say. And I'm going to talk about bumholes and they're going to enjoy it. You have to do that and just kind of go, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's probably the best real thumb because I suppose... I mean speaking of the
0: best rule of bum
1: but, ooh, <laughs> And that's <Yeah>. trademarked <laughs> yeah, that essentially Like a lot of the kind of comedians are Like I suppose people in this like sphere have Said it's similar thing Like sometimes they'll be like Okay like maybe there are like Certain people as you said Like are really calculated with their thoughts And they'll be like Oh this first type of comedy And they really research into it And see like oh how can I like attribute my experiences to that. Other people again off the cuff, other people, you know, more storytelling being like, I've just been fucking through the ropes and now this Uh gonna come up. But it's always that kinda like they're every trying to find their own voice. So if I mean, at least you're sticking tree to the bone, being like, Luke, this is exactly what I've had to say." Like, and that's that's the only way people are going to remember you and kind of, I suppose, differentiate you from anybody. else. I think so. You've I had a few it comedians
0: funny. on. You've had a few comedians on this. What's there? Is there anything that sticks out that one of them said that you 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 remember that sticks out at the top of your head?
1: Oh my god, just turn in feedback on me? Um, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, I never listen to the manners. I just listen myself. Um, <laughs> I I'm trying to think. Like, there hasn't been anything. In particular, I'm adoring. I think I relate a lot to her humor because she kinda was like almost observational. I suppose she grew up and um it's those kind of ones that like whenever they're able to do the sketches stuff as well, where like are they they're able to kind of tap into things that like a lot of people kinda like just like pass by, you know, each day, or especially people that kinda put on going go into characters. Mm. Um I mean, some of yourself, you know, with some like TikTok stuff like that. It's people that like, I suppose, have been growing up and maybe they're the youngest in family or they're the middle child and they're kind of observing around them. They're maybe sitting in the background and they say a lot of time that they weren't funny in school. Nobody, you know, took mm. real heed of them. And it wasn't until they started putting stuff out in line or, you know, kind of grew a bit older. I started like saying things that people were like, oh, they're really funny and they get into. It. I think that's one thing in particular. A lot of people are very quiet that get into this kind of serious comedy. But as soon as they're on that mic, then they're pointing out all the things that everybody else was just, you know, involved in. Whether they're kind of sitting, obs- observing all the comedy going around, around them.
0: Yeah, the, I think that's funny as well. Like, what what brings people to it? Like, why are they doing it? Mm. Do, there's a real arty thing I say, right? So there's a, <laughs> there's a dancer, right, called Colin Dawn. And he was in one of the leads in Riverdance that toured the world. And he said this thing about... Now obviously dancing is very different to comedy Irish dancing but <laughs> he did contemporary dance after but he said you have to be dancing up against something that's mm-hmm. like something inside you have to be dancing up against it and if you're not feeling that then you're then you're not doing the same thing and i think comedy is a bit like that it's like mm. what are you doing what went wrong <laughs> like it's like <laughs> no what, what? honestly
1: everybody yeah. has some kind of trauma because i mean like i mean i mean classic um child from the north uh tragedy plus time and is comedy exactly yeah, like yeah, so yeah. i mean every i feel like has to go through some kind of fucking wart bullshit to be like Oh, but on the other side, quite funny, no? Yeah,
0: like. but Yeah, it's funny though, but they feel like they have to. It's like a vocation or a compulsion more than a vocation. It's like, <laughs> I really have to do that. Some people think, have, have like, try stand-up comedy on their bucket list. Like, as just something they want to try someday. Mm. And then there's other people, I feel like I really have to. I really have to do this. And I really have to get really good at it. I, I just feel like really, uh, I feel compelled to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to be able to say, do you know what I'd love? Like a nice just a nice nine to five that would make me feel really happy. But unfortunately that doesn't work for me. So I'm like, I need to do really difficult thing of get on stage and hope everyone will laugh at what I say. And if they don't, it's awful and you have to go home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Or something that's, you know, subject to, you know, I mean, possibly just closing down if like, if there ever was, you know, a kind of like global pandemic or something. It's those kind of entries that you're like, oh, that's what I want to go for. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, I suppose, uh, coming from that as well, I mean, I'm going to flip it back on you when you're very, I suppose, you're asking me about comedians and like how they kind of get into it or things that I picked up. One of the things that definitely has not been, you know, consistent across any of the kind of people I've talked to is their experiences i suppose getting into this in terms of i feel like everybody has very character building moments um in terms of probably their jobs um i always go back to i don't know why but i remember at the start when i started this podcast i was like oprah you know used to work in burger king look at her now but that's like mm. her like go-to thing and it's funny finding out where people start off and like i i suppose that kind of you can see where the inspiration comes from for their car- kind of characters and they're kind of like humility in some kind of sense Um, but I don't know if you had many character building experiences or character building kind of jobs growing up I even uh, that maybe informed the kind of like comedy bit of humour that you have today.
0: Did you say that was Oprah who used to work in Burger King? Yeah And now she she talked about that as like now look at me now
1: Yeah like that's her like rags to riches story (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm, something slightly problematic, but definitely I'm not sure. I used to be a piece of shit working in Burger King. Now I'm a billionaire. Okay, Oprah. Whatever. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. I think you know when everyone says when you. What age are you? I'm just turned twenty-four. Okay, you're extremely young. Okay. But <laughs> you know you. when people say um, life, uh, I could tell by your skin. But uh, you know people say like it's, every experience stands to you. I feel like I'm old enough now that that's true. So like, uh-huh. and things like jobs, I re- like I've worked in bars, I've worked in offices.
1: I've uh-huh. worked know. on the street, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was working in street corners. we me tell you a joke. $10. <laughs> but uh, I books. think like I found like working in, I worked in a kind of a, a public facing office job and like my previous where I worked before that was theater and before that was in bars and Mm. working in bars you deal with drunk people who Mm. so even if they're nice they're really annoying Mm -hmm. and they are shouting and they're being irritating to you and they are not you're not drunk and they are so you learn how to manage them it's very similar when you work in a job where you're on the on a public phone line like not a call center but a job that deals with the public Mm -hmm. And it's when people are angry and irate then i was like this is just like dealing with a drunk person i was like this is just the same thing it's the same parts of my brain and and the same things coming out of my mouth like i once now i feel like lots of people say this now but i think i coined this phrase some guy was on the <laughs> phone being an absolute arsehole and he was wanted this that and the other and i was like giving him facts as in that's not possible until this date and then this will happen And then he just kept shouting. And I said, "Okay, well, what is your desired outcome for this phone call? And it was like, I loved finding those things. And then he's like, I want this. And I was like, "Okay, well, we've answered that. So are we finished? Thanks so much. Bye bye. (laughs) And I like finding those ways of doing it. And those things, working with people and working with drunk people, very comedy, comedy is with people (laughs) and very often with very drunk Drunk
1: people. people. (laughs) And so it
0: all adds up. But I think I think everyone should work in a bar, particularly in a country like Ireland, where. I think, oh, you know, the way they have in some countries, they have like mandatory service in the military or a hospital or whatever. I think everyone in <laughs> should work in a pub.
1: Everybody has to be sanctioned in some kind of bar. Yeah, at least once. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, certainly, definitely in service. You can tell when you go out for like a big brunch with group oh. people or a big dinner. You know who has and who hasn't worked in the service industry.
1: Fully, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm. I'm the plate stacker of the group. Like, that's like my toxic trait because sometimes they're way too heavy and I'm like but
0: I'm helping out Um, yeah and then people do the thing where they're like you know stop licking up stop kissing their arms oh yeah and then you're being like it's nice when someone helps your job it's hard to work in a restaurant it's hard to work in a pub and it's nice if one tiny thing is out of off your list they have so many things to do and so much so many things in their brain but yeah you can always tell who doesn't know that I think I think learning that from a job like that is a really good one to do i worked in this horrible job once where i was um i worked in a doing silver service at a hotel
1: oh no and i that's... did it for
0: one day it's disgusting and anybody who thinks they deserve to be treated with whatever the silver service is or the plates are put down at a certain time and you know that you have from the right and you have to put it down in front of them table at the same time and you must remember you know who was speaking at that function leo varadkar then minister for health yeah enjoying himself at a fancy dinner he was um <laughs> But like the whole thing was gross. People were so horrible to you. The posher the people, like the more horrible they are. That 100%. is a fact
1: that a uh, one billion percent
0: rich pricks just coming in as if somehow they're divinely entitled to have young people who are made wear black clothes. And you can't even wear like black runners you have to wear like shoe shoes, like school shoes, like a guard or something. Mm. <laughs> Those people. So you learn like, wow, a lot of people are absolute assholes. And anyone who wants that dream, I hate that. I hate anyone who enjoys, you know, I enjoy the finer things in life. What are you talking about shut your mouth i hate that stuff i'm like yeah i like nice food sometimes i'll go for an expensive dinner but i do not like do you know when you stay in a fancy hotel and you arrive i stayed we had a group on to this hotel one time <laughs> be Fancy it's like a five-star hotel, the the they fancy Groupons. hotel. Yeah. yeah with a Groupon. one we went in and i was like my car was like totally different to every other car in the in the car park i was like i stick out like a sore thumb but you arrived and they give you a little towel with a, a little hot, damp towel with lavender. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I did not know what to do with it. I was like, OK. Um, and I had to ask the man. And then the man was uncomfortable because me asking him, like, what do you do with this hot towel? I think you just wipe your face with it from travel. I think that's yeah, kind of yeah. it. Oh, excuse me. But he was like, uh, I had to ask him. And then it kind of he was being knocked out, taken out of his character of being service v- bellhop man uh-huh. that like he was a bit uncomfortable of going you could do whatever you want with it it doesn't matter you <laughs> just leave it i think he was a bit shy of saying that and um, but yeah i don't like anyone who wants those things i'm like stop carrying on um, no and do you know
1: what i'll tell you who the overlay per- people of that are from like the shouldn't really have that kind of like uppity thing because of a the venue and also be the clientele but for some reason have this misplaced sense of authority lady golfers if you ever work in a golf
0: club oh
1: the hags absolute spinsters of them that are like they've i had a woman complain to me about the color of the butter and i was like yeah don't give me a second i'm just going to go back and start churning some more for you i had had people
0: grab the color of the butter
1: oh they must have tried to edit and thought it was cheese or something um like shocking the worst people i've ever met until they kind of are brought back down to earth when you're like, oh, because obviously, every in Ireland knows everybody. And then as soon as they're like, oh, you're a person who actually, you're, you know, some relative. You may just like say like a, oh, you're, are you somebody around outta- by who completely changed back to like lovely to you. Before that, I had people grab my arms like while I was carrying hot plates and everything, like throwing back food at me. Outrageous people. And I, I hope they have the worst fucking outcome to their lives terrible people but they're it's the, so
0: it's so embarrassing i'm i'm so embarrassed they're the, they're the
1: crossover though because there's they have no reason to be they're not in like any kind of, like do you know what i mean it's like golf club where people just go out for like hanging and stuff like that but if you're on like that kind of like i feel like it's that misplaced sense of oh this is our kind of turf or something like that i don't know but i've noticed that on on any kind of ones and everybody i've talked to who's worked in similar fields said yes absolutely
0: Lady golfers. Well, I have no experience with lady golfers, so I shan't comment. <laughs> Never do stand up in, in a Anyone golf <laughs> who's rude. No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near it. I wouldn't bother. But it's, um, it's- but Yeah, I think all those jobs, I think all those jobs, but I think also what's influencing for, influential for me, I think is also, is all the other things. Your family, your wider family. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a very, for, on my mother's side, it's very close family and connected to all the other cousins and aunties and everything. And I think um, having Learning a lot of what what they offer you and having lots mm. of people involved in your growing up. I think that's like our, 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 our aunties were allowed to give out to us if we were bold. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was like, it was always kind of very in each other's pocketsy. Um, and I think those <laughs> things are useful. And having a big family and having to fight your way in to get your few jokes in or to yeah. get your say in or whatever, those things are all useful. And then I think growing up gay, I think growing up gay, I think I just missed a moment where it became a lot more open and society mm-hmm. shifted quite a bit but I think that puts on when your life is a bit of a performance all the time mm. where you're trying to keep a secret and I think there's bad parts too where keeping a secret for a very long time it's kind of corrosive to your soul mm-hmm. but then also you learn how to how to be very malleable, be made of clay and just <laughs> mold yourself into something else in a different situation and and be mindful of how you're behaving all the time. That's really useful, I think, for performance. and also for a bit of juice of something in, in your in your past that you can draw on. Yeah, I think all those things combined. more than like jobs, more than more than you know I didn't finish college. But people probably talk about their college being influential, whatever. Mm-hmm. More than those things for me, it's it's the life things, the family things, the, I don't know, the scouts. Being in the, being the scouts, I think. <laughs> the water skiing, yeah. of
1: course. <laughs> water
0: skiing, all the rest of it, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you're absolutely banging the money. I think that's what it is. Fighting for a joke. I mean, definitely as well, you know, like growing up like in a, queer, like, I mean, definitely it's a, such a different community now. But like, I would say. Yeah, having to kind of go through those similar kind of ropes where it would be like, oh, try to, you know mold yourself that kind of humor as almost like a defense kind of thing to anything else that could be thrown at you i mean those are all proper kind of skills and things that like probably inform the humor and stuff that you're into today but i suppose with all that in mind because i'm very conscious that um zoom has just told us you have five minutes left connor have there been any oh my god i know isn't it going so fast we've barely talked at all i feel sorry go on (laughs) Sorry. have there been any major standout moments that from all this learned experience all this kind of like Fields um, that you kind of been dropping into. Um, why does that sound very contrary? Um, anything that's happened in century that industry that you never thought or you
0: could have maddened, happened before. I think uh, coming out of the this pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, this, this interview is really amazing. <laughs> Coming out of the pandemic, I, I had I gained lots of followers on the internet. So then I was suddenly in a position where I was at stand up, about a year before the pandemic, and I suddenly hmm. was in a position of being offered different types of gigs than I would have had hmm. before. Like actually, in stand up early on, you don't really get offered any gigs; you have to ask hmm. for them all. So to be offered gigs at all was pretty exciting. But they had these in in Dublin in Vicker Street. They had these mixed bills where it oh, was yeah. like different people. It was called Vision. I I think that was called Vision. Uh-huh. I hope it was. And it was like basically just like nights in Vicar street with four or five different acts. And that was like insane. And then when it went well, like I I've never experienced, it was like, I'd never experienced a performance go so well. And I was like this, it just felt so incredible because yours, I was so nervous about it. I'd built it up for ages. I'd cleared my schedule for like a week before to be like thing I had like, um, Massage music playing all day in my house Like I had incense going Like I was trying everything to be calm, (laughs) calm, calm So stressed out about it And then when it went well And I was doing off-the-cuff jokes And I was having a laugh And shouting with the audience And everybody being very up for it Because it was just as things were opening back up It was Mm -hmm. kind of the first One of the first few nights in Vicar Street really that was really amazing, and I, I think I won't forget it in a hurry. Just no. how exciting that night was. But you know what? Then at eleven o'clock, it was still that time when the pubs closed at eleven, so you just had to leave and go home. <laughs> it's yeah, you absolutely don't, miserable. You don't even have to have like the
1: you know the calm down after, or like the kind of like oh god, that was really funny there. And then you're straight
0: oh There's yeah. nothing
1: open now. I felt so like surreal. I made up for
0: that. I did my own solo show in Liberty Hall in March, and Woo! I had a sold out Liberty Hall, and <laughs> um, we were allowed to go for a drink afterwards. And then I had this magic moment. Mulligan's pub uh, On Poolbeg Street One of the best pubs in Dublin And For some reason Everybody who I knew Who came So whether they were Mm. my Pals or my family Other comedians Everybody seemed to be able To get into Mulligan's And find a seat And have an area It was like absolutely (laughs) magic So I really enjoyed that So having done the show And being very stressed About that as well And that show went really well And you know, your first time ever doing a solo hour like that—that that was really incredible. So I think not—not not just the pub, but the night itself. So I feel mm. like I—I I made up for it, yeah, that night, um, that for the, being robbed of a party, um, but, in Vicker Street, yeah.
1: I mean, all of those sounds stunning. Um, and again, yeah, like even just having to have those experience, like Vicker Street, Jesus, like is that not like at the top of anybody's kind of like ballot card but i suppose on the flip side of it it sounds like everything's been going so well and i said you know i mean there's been so many like opportunities that kind of came from this but have there been any major horror stories from working in such a not cutthroat industry but very taxing as you said you're never off the clock you're always hustling is there any kind of horror stories that kind of came from this world of comedy entertainment
0: you know, well, not really I've been very lucky And I think I think this part podcast. of what I'm yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this is rubbish I'm against the clock I've been very lucky And I think starting Same again About starting comedy A bit later mm-hmm. I didn't need comedy To be the my hobby I didn't need it to be Where my friends were I had mm-hmm. my life established I had a relationship I had friends Long-standing friends Whatever I, I was my, my I was established as an adult mm-hmm. And I didn't need All those things That if you think You start when you're younger You might need those things so what it's led, what that led to me, what that has led me to is that I've able to be pals with who I'm pals with. Naturally, I don't mm. feel like I need to kiss up to anybody. I don't feel like I need to be begging people for gigs or or trying to pretend I'm someone's friend. I feel yeah. like I kind of have a sense of who I am already, so I know who I want to hang around with. So I've been very lucky and haven't had. I, yes, I've had bad gigs. Yes, I've died <laughs> on my arse. Yes, I've bombed. All the rest <laughs> of it—that's part. It comes to the territory. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I've those things you have to get over and you just kind of move on you can't dwell on them but yeah i have had um i've had i've just generally have had a nice time and i haven't had any had any real dickheady people in the audience or in the green room so yeah i'm happy and i suppose even like yeah, I mean, coming from a world
1: of like theater and it's again, like anybody that's worked in service industry. Yeah, I feel like you're well prepared for anything that could even swing that kind of like way anyways. Do you know what I mean? You're already being like, fucking try your best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm over like, What's the I don't outcome? worry about the rejection and all this stuff. I'm like, I did that in theater for years. So I'm like, Grant, things don't work out. Doesn't matter. I was like, yeah. oh, I tried that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I get over there.
1: Recording in progress. Um, sorry about that. Some technical difficulties cut us straight off there. Um, Zoom decided um, that I was far too cheap to pay for premium. Um, and Zoom is right? right. You
0: are cheap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're dead right. <laughs> Look,
0: in the gig economy, one has to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm just trying to survive down in Dublin. It's so hard. Um, but I mean, what were we talking about there? I suppose, horror stories. You haven't experienced too much. Now, I mean, Yes, in terms of the industry, but being especially an online presence, Shane, have you had any kind of like, maybe hate mail coming in or anything maybe that's a bit, you know, strange? I mean, have you been asked for any requests to do some like sponsorship for like some noodles or something like that? Have there been any kind of situation where you're like, oh, I didn't expect this (laughs) entertainment route to go down that direction? Um, I mean, there's one that comes to mind now seeing it in your eyes.
0: yeah but i don't know if actually it might be still working on it someone's still working on it maybe but a website that's very sexy was asking me for something once not for me to be sexy <laughs> yeah look we'll see look maybe it's still in the works the agents are having conversation you don't have to say a thing
1: just blank if i get it cracked I love honey
0: <laughs> oh my god you blink? no not a se- oh actually a few sex things <laughs> I, I, I can't see i can't actually say more than one sexy thing I'm not saying I don't want to name the thing Don't but also mention If names. I say why Mention, mention contact if I, baby If I say why Then I'll reveal Too much personal details About myself <laughs> That sounds like okay. I have an OnlyFans I don't have an OnlyFans Or any raunchy content On the internet But Do you know what It's too hard It's too hard Yeah some So a couple of You've got a You've got a Not love money But room. that's that's the, that's the right area <laughs>
1: <laughs> I declined. Anyway, I
0: declined. You can say <laughs> no to any of those sponsor things. That's the thing everyone forgets. And I think if you're a big influencer like the makeup girls, they people send them stuff whether they like it or not. But I generally mm. say no whenever someone says, "Would you like this?" and I say, "No, thank you." Just um,
1: never take an invite out to Dubai, honestly.
0: <laughs> I did take an air fryer. Because- oh. Uh, I saw yeah I was like yeah come on I very f- <laughs> like I don't take any of this but sp- I take like beer sometimes or whatever yeah and um, but if I don't want it I don't like it I'm not going to take it and like and I, do- I tell them don't send it to me because I won't post it I say stuff yeah. like that it's like I'm not going to post that for you don't send it but I did fully was like can I have that air fryer <laughs> <laughs> and I just did it, I just did it. see it's fine now because we have an air fryer now so that's that done exactly
1: Ticked off the box. That's a that's a valuable investment using your you know your
0: platform. I can't for remember who gave games. me that though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was definitely somebody like Granby. Like, Granby the Spice Burgers. The Spice Burger people. Is that Granby? I don't know. The Spice Burger people gave me the air fryer anyway. So there. <laughs> there was so much thanks thanks to God, them again. happening them, there. God Yeah. Well, well altogether.
1: Altogether it's been it's, it's a relatively good experience. You've got an air fryer and you haven't got any heat meal. Brilliant.
0: No, not really. I mean, I don't think i do anything that's going to warrant much hate mail. Around the time of like when we were getting vaccinated, I remember posting about, posted when I got one of my vaccines and somebody was like, I posted it with a joke, whatever, and somebody was like, haha, but seriously, uh, are you being paid? Like a blank, (laughs) quite a blank profile. And I said, no, I'm not being paid. If I was being paid, um, i said no i'm just posting because it's it's a good thing to get a vaccine mm. and i said i'm not being paid and that really annoyed me i was like i was just was like whatever so i sent her on the guidelines from the advertising standards authority of ireland and i was like here's the guidelines that i follow so that i i always mark if i do any paid content i mark it as such and i'm if it's an ad for a thing i mark it as an ad if it's um if it's a if it's as part of an event, if it's a video to promote an uh-huh. event, I'll put on hashtag sp because that's not an ad; it's sponsorship towards the event. So I do it that way. And anyway, so I waited until she saw the message till it said scene Then I gave her two minutes. Then I blocked her. So goodbye. <laughs> and that's
1: what you do, kids.
0: I just was like, I'm not having a debate with somebody I don't know in my DMs about vaccines because the actual truth is vaccines are the correct thing to do. So the end. I'm yeah. not having it's, a debate with you. Not a it's not up about for a it. debate. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, Shane, I mean, I suppose the only other major question I really have for you today is you've been through the rounds, you've got your affairs, you've uh been to the <laughs> water skiing, um, you've had your silver service training, even for a day. And I mean, internet series and all included. But tell us this. After all these things that you've been doing and obviously the world's become opener, more bigger than I suppose, like we're mm. we're all just getting used to. It. Is there any book list things or like things in particular that you're like, that is definitely something I want to do that. Like, I mean, Shane wants to do in the future. Like what, what is, what's a the future hold for Shane?
0: I'd like to make, um, I've really enjoyed, I got a couple of TV projects. So I did uh, two things with the RTE player, one for Pride last year, and this year Mm. I have a kind of a dating chat show called Love Bites. And I would like to do more of that, but I would also like to do um, documentaries. I'd be really interested in making short, like short films, Mm. like short one-off documentaries about different things so I'd be interested in that and that's something I'd like to do not heavy not super heavy or anything but also Mm. not too light I don't want to get into documents that are like fun little quirky things I was like I'm happy to talk about things a bit more seriously but also Mm. keep them fun as well so that's something I'd love to do. But at the moment, my main thing is, is stand up. I want to get really good at it. Like I'm lucky now where I'm at with stand up that I'm I'm kept busy with it. But I'd also, mm. I also I want to just get brilliant when you when you watch really people who are going years or whatever and their control of the room and their command and what they talk about and where they draw yeah. from all that stuff. I want to get like that. So stand up is something that I want to be better at and, and actively working on getting better at it. And um, so that is the real thing for the moment. And then. I don't have much other plans for the future, really. Maybe a podcast like you, Connor. I don't know. Maybe
1: people can dream, honestly, Shane. And I, and I appreciate. That.
0: <laughs> I'm coming no, for a gig.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely. Fucking. If it, if you can source me out an air fryer as well, from it. I mean, you're you, you seem to be in the know. Like, it's honestly, too late. But,
0: you missed it. The spice <laughs> <brothers> aren't giving <laughs> yeah, away any uh, more air fryers. You missed it.
1: Well, Shane. Before we wrap up now, and before I get you to plug everything everywhere else, um, I have been making notes of some menschable phrases locations names that you've thrown into this conversation and I was wondering if we'd do a quick you know word association game with it. very quick fire first thing that comes to your mind okay um, I'm ready yeah? are you ready yeah, for it let's go lightning okay. round okay lightning round Shane Daniel Byrne welcome to your lightning round are we ready to start here we go first phrase yeah I suppose phrases. silver service
0: pigs stand up hard <laughs>
1: Water skiing.
0: Life changing.
1: <laughs> Airfire.
0: Uh, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Love Bites. <laughs> RTE Player, all streaming. I'll them streaming now. RTE. <laughs> RTE Player, all. RTE, that's you your next yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Love Bites, RTE Player. Me again. <laughs> uh, Vicar Street. Uh, exciting.
1: And finally, Finterviews. Beautiful, wonderful, brilliant. Oh, see, you were too calculated there. Usually people get like thrown off and they're like, oh, I don't give a shit. They're like, fuck, yeah, whatever. And then that's how I get the soundbite.
0: <laughs> no, I spoke from the heart. I spoke from the
1: heart. <laughs> well, Shane Burn. I am so thrilled that you came on this show here. I been mean, please, if people have been enjoying this podcast or maybe have been enjoying whatever we've been talking about today, where can they find you, where can they see you, where can they get more Shane Danburn?
0: The best place to find me where I'm regular the most is Instagram. So I'm Shane Dan Byrne on that. Um, And then if you want to see me in real life, um, so there's lots of things coming up. I'm at Other Side Festival, Electric Picnic Festival. And then I'm also going to be at um, the Paddy Power Comedy Festival in the Ivy Gardens, which is really exciting. So I'm doing a different gig every day. And there's really cool gigs on with different people. So what's great about a comedy festival is that you get to see different people that you might normally... Mm -hmm. You go to see one person you like, and then you find someone new. So take a punt. And definitely buy a ticket for me because you'll get to see other people. Uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> um They're all on Ticketmaster. So it's Paddy Power Comedy Festival and Ticketmaster. And you can have a look. Or Paddy, if you just Google Paddy Power Comedy Festival, you'll find the full lineup there. there. Um, so yeah, so that's where you can find me. And then I'll also be on my Instagram, putting up various little uh, smaller gigs that aren't uh, in giant tents in Ivy Gardens. But yeah.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Well, sir, again, I mentioned that at the start, but I suppose like, again, I started up this podcast whenever there is. Was- locked in isolation all four walls i need mm. to talk outside the house and the fact that i'm still doing it now and still getting able to talk to people like yourself that i hope that um you understand that like i really appreciate every taking our time because again i remember seeing your content and now the fact that like i was able to just pop you a wee message and you're up for coming on having chats with me is more than i could have ever hoped from doing a little project like this so um honestly thank you so much for giving out your time and 10, 10, 10, having a bit of crack with me on the on a it's Tuesday an absolute, it's an absolute Tuesday. pleasure don't sell yourself Tuesday short evening. don't sell yourself short
0: I'm delighted to do it thanks so much <laughs>
1: yeah your invoice will be in the post <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: my speaking fee is enormous so good luck <laughs> well
1: Shane thank you so much for coming on to another episode of Fed and have a good evening sir I can't wait to see where you go from here and hopefully get to catch you live
0: yeah I do I'll see you at one of the shows
1: <laughs> no worries catch you later man see you later bye <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Interviews. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, please do remember to support the podcast by giving us a like, comment, share, subscribe, and a five-star rating on whatever listening platform you're on. All that stuff really does help. And do remember to follow us on socials. All you have to do is type in Interviews online and you'll find us there and give us a little subscribe, a little hey-ho, and let me know how I'm getting on or even some abuse. All of it is all welcome. Until next time. I will chat your loving ears later and I'll see you soon. Bye.